Welcome to Content with Content, the podcast where we talk about different content creators and what we like about them and what we don't like about them. I am Brent, a link to the past Sorgan Free, and with me as always is Oliver Sunshine Books. I want to be a link to the past. I don't want to re-record that, so... (laughs) (laughs) Also, I thought Mario was your favorite Mario game, or Mario Sunshine was your favorite Mario game. It is my favorite, but I tend towards Zelda, although I have been in a Mario... uh, I tend towards Zelda. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Did you watch Kids in the Hall at all when you were growing up? I can't say that I did. Kids in the Hall. Do tell. Um, It's... So Saturday Saturday Night Live is number one. Kids in the Hall is number two. Mad TV is number three. And then all the other stuff that's... That's funny. I I was just talking last night and we were saying that every... Like the 70s was really big into... Because we were talking about Sitcanned and the Star Wars special that they did and how... In the 70s, everyone had a variety show that was started with Ed Sullivan and then kind of exploded into the variety show craze of the 70s. I have no idea what happened in the 80s. I'm pretty sure no one does. I'm pretty sure they were all drunk. <laughs> then the 90s happened, and in like mid to late 90s, everyone followed Saturday Night Live's uh, thing, and everyone had a sketch comedy show like Mad TV, Dana Carvey. So Kids in the Hall, I assume, was... Yeah, it's Canadian people. Dave Foley is on it or was on it. And then there's other people who, I don't know. Okay. I just watched uh, a com- uh, This Is Not Happening. It's a Comedy Central series where one of the guys from that was telling a very, very lewd story about him in a bathhouse. <laughs> um, and then I was like, I wonder if Oliver knows about kids in the hall. Huh. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Is that, that's not the one that Jim Carrey was on, is it? No, that was In Living Color. Oh, that's right. Yep, 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 yeah. yep. But kids in the hall was... It was... Before South Park was a thing, it was Kids in the Hall, Dogma, insert three or four other movies (laughs) that seemed like they were always playing on Comedy Central. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I like Dogma a lot. Yeah. I liked... I don't know how I feel about Kevin Smith anymore, but I used to really, really like him. Yeah. I I think he bats a solid... I, I guess I don't know batting terminology, but like half of what he does is, is pretty good, and the other half is like, wow, this is hot garbage. Although, I, I really like the movie Mall Rats. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, I, it's okay to like that movie. I don't really. It's. I mean, it's fine, but it's. I. I think Clerks, Clerks Two are really good. Not a big fan of Clerks Two. I love Clerks though. Yeah. See. Yeah. But th- yeah, there's a little bit of. I think it, it generally it's he does one good movie, he does one bad movie. He does mm-hmm. one good movie, he does one bad movie. So he's up for a good movie coming up because he just released that like Tusk atrocity. Uh, that was a few years ago, and I think he did Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, he did do that. Was that good? I don't think so. <laughs> I heard bad things about it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, what are we talking about today? Today on Content with Content. Oh, by the way, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, you should do that. We talk about stonks. No, we don't. Sometimes we post memes. Um, but yeah, at or yeah, what's our at? At C with C podcast. Um, Content with Content podcast. Uh, I, we're pretty active on Twitter. I think that's a nice place to find us. Anyway, today we are talking about the Completionist, Senor Gerard Khalil. Yes. Yes. Yeah, how did you find out about Senor Khalil? <laughs> um, that's a great question. I feel like he's been in my uh, periphery for literally ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's been doing this for a long, long, long time, but uh, I started watching his content when Normal Boots started their, um, like, tier list, like, tournament what's the best N64 game slash what's the best GameCube game slash all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And he was a fairly regular uh, host, decider. But yeah, uh, so I, I generally liked his outlook and his opinion, and he had uh, pretty solid reasoning that I could get behind on his stuff. And so 
I liked his personality. That's also where I started watching PB Gamer. Um, and yeah, I started watching The Completionist, and I, I don't know. He just seems like a really chill bro that I want to hang out with. Yeah, I have seen some of his videos before. I the algorithm brought me to him and I think I mentioned it in the Peebs episode where he references references the completionist and I'm like I know that guy I've seen him before yeah um I'm very much pro him having a beard oh yes yeah and super beard bro mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, what did you like going in with um I don't know I, I hate to call what we do critical like like critiquing or criticism um but what did you think going in with a more critical eye for lack of a better word to to steal his terminology i would say finish it it was the rating i would give him where it's i don't know that i need to complete everything that he's ever done but he his videos are of good quality yeah um there if you're interested in a mi- i <laughs> So I'm not super up to date and I haven't followed the timeline extensively well, but apparently he did an original 150 games complete and then he went back and... New Game Plus. He's just about to finish New Game Plus. Yeah. Recompleting all these old games, yeah. So so he did 150 and then he started over at 1 and did 150 again. Uh, basically what happened is his first 150 and then he like kept releasing videos, but then at some point in the fairly distant past at this point he was like i'm gonna recomplete all these hundred the first 150 he's got like hundreds and hundreds of videos but that's like it's like a subcategory of his completion games yeah but i mean it's it's really the who's who of gaming where it's any game that's popular in the last 30 years i mean since mario brothers i'm assuming right he's completed which i, I don't know even know if he would do that because that's not that actually no action platformers are kind of his bag uh specifically like 3d ones yeah and i've heard through his ramblings <laughs> <laughs> no i through his content i think that he is or you have told me that he has partnered with nintendo in some way yeah yeah he, he is he's a nintendo partner which mm-hmm. is cool yeah, yeah, but I mean, most of his content is really good. I found a lot of, I felt like the last three to five minutes of his videos seemed a little bit repetitive, or I, I was I was ready that for them to be done at with three to five minutes left. Sure, sure, yeah, and I thought this one was interesting uh, from my point, uh, from my perspective too, because it, it, to be perfectly honest, he's not, he's not my absolute favorite youtuber Mm -hmm. but i will always well not always watch his content when it comes up but i anytime that there's a game that i'm like hmm should i buy this yeah i i like to do a little bit of research because i'm not one to drop 40 to 60 dollars just Mm willy-nilly um so i'd like to take it on someone who i know i can appreciate how they approach things Mm -hmm. um and he's generally positive right like his review style is very positive he Mm -hmm. generally doesn't shit all over games do you find that he enjoys similar styles of games to you like there there's an because i mean people can recommend stuff and you you go and play it and it's trash in your opinion but they're like this game was great um, but do you feel like you guys overlap a lot on a lot? Work? Yeah. Uh, okay. the, uh, the only thing that we don't overlap as much on, and I, I think the reasoning is fairly obvious is I love JRPGs. Okay. Um, I like games with big epic stories and if the story mode takes a hundred hours to complete, I know that I got my money's worth. Yeah. To me, that's not a selling point. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I, there's something about it, and yeah, because when I play a game, it's I. You figure how much time did I spend watching? Oh fuck, One Piece, the anime show that has 900 episodes or a thousand episodes or something. I'm not done with it. I'm like 800 episodes in. That's still way too much time to spend on doing anything. Yeah. Um. But so with a lot of these JRPGs, just going through the story mode and kind of like doing some of the side quest stuff mm-hmm. will take, you know. 60 plus hours i played xenoblade chronicles not that long ago the xenoblade chronicles 2 and 
I got a lot of enjoyment out of it, and I think I played it for 80 hours. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand that. I just, that particular kind of game is not interesting to me. Sure. The Final Fantasy-style or Pokemon-style battle system mm. doesn't trigger the the fireworks in my head the right way. Where sure. I'm like, I, I don't understand this, and I don't want to understand this. <laughs> I, I'm i not a Final Fantasy person. I will yeah. say that. I've never had a PlayStation, though, so that's probably why. Mm-hmm. But the reason that he doesn't like JRPGs as much is because if just the story mode and a few of the side quests take 80-plus hours, yeah, the completion process is... like. I feel like every time he, he does a video on on some JRPG, like the one that springs to mind is his video on Persona 4. Mm-hmm. He like you go into it and he's just like, you guys, this game broke me because he had to spend thousands of hours. Do, I mean, maybe not thousands, but like a lot of time, like a ridiculous. I mean, collectibles are one thing, but man, collectibles in an action platformer cool mm-hmm. uh, like i'm all for it that's that's real content collectibles in a goddamn open world rpg brutal yeah he had similar i watched his replay i think i might have watched both of them his zelda breath of the wild one mm-hmm. and he was very upset that there were one there was so many collectibles in that game and two the collectibles didn't seem to benefit you yeah i i appreciate that about his his critique style where i watched him do the playstation 2 grand theft auto so three san andreas and Mm -hmm. vice city yeah and he was like yeah there's a lot of stuff to do in this game even though it's a little bit older of a game Mm -hmm. but when you do this stuff if you do this, you'll get this benefit. If you do that, you'll get this benefit. And it, it helps you along in the game, whereas apparently there's, like, seeds of some kind. That- yeah, in Breath of the Wild, there's Korok seeds, and they do give you... Oh, gosh, it's been a long time since I played it. I played it it's right when it came out. a quarter of a heart piece or a part of a stamina bar, maybe? That's our producer, Riza in the next room. <laughs> She's unhappy that we are not... <laughs> Throwing her ball. <laughs> I was going to say unhappy that we're not up to date on our Breath of the Wild terminology. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, thanks for the notes, Riz. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, like a little bit of stamina, a little bit more life, or or I don't even think it's life, or more inventory spaces. Okay. Um, Which... I beat that game, and I'm not, like, a huge, like, collectibles kind of person. I, mm-hmm. I'm more in it for, like, the story and generally what the game is supposed to be like. Although I have been thinking, like, do I play Dark Souls? Do I do I bite off that chunk? I've got a Switch. They remastered it. Apparently, it's pretty good. I mean, you can dip a toe in. I, <laughs> I think I would hate Dark Souls. I recently, because I'm really up in on what the kids are doing these days. I recently restarted playing or started replaying Bioshock, maybe Bioshock Infinite. The one that's your un- underwater. Yeah. The, re- the Bioshock. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I dropped it down to baby mode and I had a lot better time than the time before that when I was playing it, <laughs> where it's just like, yeah, it's, I get to run around and shoot stuff and it's, I don't have to worry about health really all that much. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you get the, and for me, it's like, I want some challenge, it, but it depends on the situation, right? Because like a survival horror game that I live the entire time isn't that fun for me. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm pretty sure when I played Bioshock the first time was like more or less when it came out, I still have it on my Steam account mm-hmm. and I was really good at video games at that point in my life. Played a lot of Counter-Strike, played a lot of a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I played through Bioshock, and I didn't really love it because I thought it was too easy. Okay. But I also might have had the, like, I should have just turned the diff, but I didn't know at the time that that's what, that's why I wasn't getting as much enjoyment out of it. Because mm-hmm. um, the ambiance is awesome in like the little what is it the little sisters or whatever yeah creepy but they're not that creepy if the big daddies don't like gory out every once in a while 
Yeah, and I mean, the, the game is still... The game, while I was playing it, was still challenging. But, right, right. But I get... I, I understand the need to want to complete games, but I have, I think, a thousand hours in The Binding of Isaac. Sure. And I'm nowhere close. Like, <laughs> isn't that like a roguelike that never ends, though? Yeah, but there you can get Golden God status, which is essentially complete the game at a, or maybe it's even a thousand and one percent is the achievement for doing everything in the game. Whoa! And there's, I like playing with the overpowered characters, and I like playing at normal mode, and I like having runs that build up to this point where it's insanity. But there's, there's a part of that game where you it won't break it maybe it won't ever break open and become super easy yeah or it'll be like halfway through or three quarters of the way through the game and that to me isn't super like the challenge of just trying to stay alive that long isn't that fun sure sure it's like i want it to be challenging to a certain degree yeah yep yep i um i just started playing the outer worlds and i'm having a very very good time with it uh the completionist told me that the load times would be long, and uh, boy, he wasn't kidding. Yeah. Um, and I'm playing it on the Switch, which is clearly not the best console to play it on. Yeah. Uh, just underpowered, but it's still just a blast. Mm-hmm. And right away, I was just, like, getting destroyed. Everything was killing me all the time, and it was, it was a really, like, it's that feeling that's so, like empowering when you like get to a point and it's like oh now i now i've got the power to like decide how i can move forward in any way mm-hmm. like i'm strong enough to do whatever i've gotten a couple of levels and whatever and now i feel like i'm capable mm-hmm. not just a schmuck schmuck yeah so another thing with uh the completionist that i th- thought was a, a missed opportunity that i missed he came to i want to say lacrosse like, right before the pandemic happened? Really? Yeah. Was he doing something? Yeah, he was doing, like, a, a speaking tour. No way. I know. And I was going to go, um, but then my wife left me, and I got really sad for a while. <laughs> my yeah. ex-wife left me. Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, so I did not end up going to see The Completionist. And I, I you know, I got to be honest, I'm kind of kicking myself for it. Because it was, like, I want to say, like, last February even maybe um, or maybe January but it was like right before everything shut down yeah but and that's pretty close to, I mean the that's pretty close to the epicenter of when that happened to you right and my experience going through that is you can look back now and be like yeah you know I was sad but I still would have enjoyed that but when you're living it it right. feels different yeah 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 <laughs> But yeah, so I, I along those lines, like I would really love. I know that as soon as uh, the hopefully some normalcy returns to the world, he's going to do it uh, east and west coast, I believe. But I hope he comes back to the Midwest at some point. Um, I would imagine he would, especially if he's going to lacrosse. Like that sound seems like Minneapolis would be a future thing, and that would be yeah. something I would totally be into going to. Right. Or, I, I didn't. I what. He's not going to get a 10 out of 10 from me on his content, although I do think it is really good. And yeah, there's a certain aspect of it that I really appreciate where it's his ability to compare completing games that are similar but different. Um, sure. Like open world stuff. To yeah. Other open world stuff where it's like, I'm never, ever going to do that. But but I guess it's the old ticks tricks and tips thing from back in the day of if you do this you'll actually get something or you won't oh sure oh yeah yeah absolutely that's and <laughs> it is helpful for him to be like well you know i put all this time and effort into getting these collectibles and uh, they might seem like a big deal but they ain't mm-hmm. yeah and i don't know if it, this might be crossover with somebody else but he did the worst video game ever made or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, this might be somebody else's video. I guess I just said that, but it, it's, um, 
It's a biker video game that came out around season two of Sons of Anarchy. Okay. <laughs> and it was it was real bad. It, but the setup for it is like, hey, this is this is what it was supposed to be. And he's like, I can see all of these elements that just didn't get flushed out, which is, I mean, it's... Sure, sure. There's a million stories of, of short developments and crunch and people just not... Was the game called Ride to Hell Retribution? It was. <laughs> awesome. But again, that again, that seems like a game that I would like. And oh, um, sure, sure. So it's good to have like a little. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of him doing crossovers, he does a ton of crossovers, and they're all really good. I didn't see a whole bunch. I mean, I, I saw a lot of behind the scenes in air quotes of him talking to his team that was mm-hmm. clearly oh, staged. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Those little bits are so funny. Like, fuck you, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, in this most recent video, I think he was doing, um, oh, what is it? The Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he apologized to Ted's mom online. Like, sorry, Ted's mom. Fuck you, Ted. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. Um, no, but that's a that's a good point. The maybe this is like a weird branding sort of. Maybe this is the, what I'm qualified to criticize. Um, I think that the it's hard to find his other stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Speaking on that and crossovers, um, he dropped a few Peebs references, which I figured. And he said, I believe the quote was, he's a super great guy or the greatest guy in the world. The completionist talking about Peebs. Nice. And I was like, yeah, that checks out. Um, yeah. And I saw him playing Among Us with Grand Pooh Bear and some female WWE. I haven't been able to find that video. Yeah. I... I- <laughs> <laughs> but I was watching um, Grand Pooh Bear's channel, and he was playing Among Us with Gerard and some other person that I'm familiar with because they play Among Us with Pooh, and then like three or four or five WWE superstars who happen to be ladies. Yeah, yeah. Divas. Yeah, and it was, I mean, I really like Pooh's editing style. That's Yeah. That, that has become, a as soon as it pops up, and I see that there's a new Pooh Among Us episode, it is getting watched immediately. <laughs> nice. Um, and I saw Gerard, and I was like, well, we're doing this, and then I went to his channel, and it's just his regular stuff. And I get that a lot of people have double channels or, or yeah. separate channels for their gameplay content like that, but I was sadly disheartened or disheartened that I could not f- find Gerard's perspective on that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking right now. At like, his, I feel like a great way to find it would be like in playlists or mm-hmm. like community. It's not there. Channels. That doesn't look like it's like there's Jaywits and stuff and like random. Mm-hmm. Oh, so okay. Scroll down a little bit. The completionist and his friends, and then you've got like Super Beard Bros, which is the other channel of his that I'm really familiar with. Okay. Uh, Normal Boots, which is where I found him from, and then it's Digino Gaming, PB Gamer, Chadtronic, uh, Proton John, Pelvic Gaming, and like people that are associated with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's hard to. It's yeah, it's it's hard to. Oh find his other stuff if you don't already know what that other stuff is yeah um because so here's the thing i think the super beard bros are unbelievably funny okay what is super beard bros it's him alex faciani and a couple of other people um that just like people in kind of in his little uh, office Oh, is it like the, his his team members? Yeah, okay. yeah, and I th- I think it's him and Alex are the two like main main dudes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched uh them play Earthbound, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also watched them play uh, Resident Evil Seven. 
Mm-hmm. And that was one of the, that might be my favorite video game playthrough video series I've ever watched. Wow. So, and I, why was it, why is it your favorite video game playthrough? Oh, and it's not even on Beard Bros. That's see, that's it's on the Scary Game Squad on the channel Jesse Cox, which I do remember now. It was Jesse Cox that kind of led the thing. Um, okay, but back to why is Resident Evil Seven the best playthrough you've ever seen? Um, because I. I'm assuming one of the points is you really like horror games. Yes, I do. That, yeah, you enjoyed the people who were playing the game, and that's basically it. I just genuinely was so I'm not like a big like playthrough kind of person. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't watch a ton of gameplay channels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I was just completely enthralled in this one and the way that they interacted with it, and they're all kind of like babies a little bit, which is funny. Um, like getting scared easily. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Gerard hates scary games mm. or like gets scared very easily because of it. Yeah. Because of which I, you know, I mean, I don't like Markiplier cause it seems very manufactured when he like gets all scared at like five nights at Freddy's or whatever. I am aware that Markiplier is a person, but I've never watched a video. I've seen some like random stuff and like, and I know, yeah. I know that he did something that seems like it should be illegal on his channel with gambling sites, but hmm. that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I in that like group setting, it gave me definite like you know when like when you're at the theater and you watch a scary movie with like friends, mm-hmm. it gave me like that kind of vibe. Yeah, um, and their commentary was like witty funny and engaging the entire time mm-hmm. and yeah i don't even know which one of them like was doing the actual controlling of the thing but so it it it, it was them sitting on the couch like passing the controller i think so okay yeah because i was gonna say the real completionist is the friends we made along the way <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the thing though like he's his circles are so like high quality content just all around. But but how do we get there, bro? Yeah, yeah. I understand that. I I mean, I guess the algorithm did lead me to the scary game squad. But it didn't me though. And I was sure. kind of looking for I mean, I didn't look super duper hard, but I didn't see any that he didn't direct me like, "Hey, I also have this channel and this channel and this channel." Like Right. His marketing could, or self-marketing could be dialed up a little bit. When And I get that that can be overbearing, but if I like you, I want to see, I want to know, at least know what else you're doing. Right, right. Yeah, and like when Normal Boots was doing their stuff, he did actively push, mm-hmm. push that. Okay. Which, man, I would love to see that come back. I mean, like, I know I don't have, or like, th- this podcast doesn't have a lot of um, persuasion power, <laughs> but uh, if anyone out there is listening, Normal Boots, please come back. I really enjoyed your tournaments. Also follow us on Twitter at See What See Podcast. Oh, yeah, please do that. Yeah, give us suggestions about what we should review in future episodes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So... Resident Evil is real good. Oh my god, Resident and Resident Evil Seven is like clearly very a very good game. I haven't played it yet, but I, I, th- I feel it like looks like fun. Three behind because didn't Seven came out, then Remaster Two, then now Remaster Three is out. Yeah, and then Eight just released a trailer and it looks fucking great. I haven't played since original two. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Four is maybe. It's definitely in my top five. Yeah, there's a really, really funny MC Crispit about Resident Evil 4 versus Kingdom Hearts or Kingdom Hearts 2. Sure. On YouTube. It's like a in the middle of his concert, he just he starts talking about Resident Evil. The games versus each other. And although it's <laughs> 10 years old now, it's very funny. Nice. Ends with the president's daughter's been kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. That's res. That's re four, and then you get like a whole other game after you beat it with like the Ada Wong thing, and ah, uh, it's just a good, good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
that remaster is going to be crazy. Crazy. And I think they are talking about it. I assume that the first... I know 2 did really good, which is why they greenlit 3, and I assume that's doing okay. 3 did pretty good. Not as good as 2. Yeah. yeah, The thing with 4 is it still holds up today. Yeah, but at least my very, very, very layperson understanding of Resident Evil is... One was kind of crap, two was really good, three was kind of meh, four was like a game-changing thing, and then apparently seven is really good, and there might be one in there too, but... Yeah, so, I I don't know. Um, I Yeah, I would like to... I would like to know more about Gerard. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, the Resident Evil 7 is... Probably hands down the best the best content of like people playing video games I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, also, their Outlast Two one is really really good. I feel like that's another scary game, which is a, so much of a blind spot for me that uh, I'm going <laughs> off. That title sounds kind of spooky. Yes, yeah. Uh, Outlast, very 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 good scary game. Very scary scary game. Mm-hmm. Um. Outlast 2, also pretty good. Not as good, but it's more culty, which I think is more fun. Like, Outlast 1, you're walking around in an asylum. Outlast 2, you're walking around a cult town. Okay, I feel like I may have a vague recollection of watching three minutes of somebody play that on YouTube now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one where, like, your party can die? Uh, no, it's a walking simulator. Uh, oh. It's, yeah, There's it's just you and... You're a reporter, and the first, and you have like got like a video camera, and then your night vision is like the camera's night vision, okay. and then the battery's drain, and it's very stressful. Mm, that does not sound like my kind of game. Oh, it's so good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um. So another thing about the completionist I really appreciate is. I kind of mentioned it earlier, but like his general positivity towards video games, you can tell that he likes video games, loves video games. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think when I approach video games, I don't, it's, it's kind of the opposite how I approach movies. Like I want to like video games and I end up like, I'm much more willing to give a game a lot of leeway as long as it's like an enjoyable experience in some respect, like in the way that I want it to be. Yeah. Um, and I think the way that he approaches games, it it fits with how I I do as well. In the sense that I'm not I'm not going to be super critical of maybe some weird voice acting or maybe some cliches in the storytelling, as long as I'm having fun doing whatever the stuff is. Yeah, I'm much more willing to give most games a finish it than uh, don't play it. Mm-hmm. Is that that's a is it a three tiered system? Don't play it. Uh, what is it? Skip it, rent it, finish it, complete it. Okay, yeah. I did not catch that. I don't. I feel like I don't. I don't. Even the bad game, the Devil's Ride, whatever biker game. Yeah. I don't remember hearing his review on that and that's like a it's not even a hugely gimmicked part of his thing it's just kind of thrown in there yeah well in in some of his older videos he had like a little slider scale okay that like and then like landed on one of them yeah but yeah i go ahead oh sorry something that just popped into my head did he hire the Super Smash Brothers voice actor guy to do his, like, parts? Because they're awesome. Number one. Maybe. He could have, like, cameoed him. I know Pooh Bear got the guy who did the voice, uh, voice in NBA Jam, the game from the... Nice. Yeah. He has, like, a soundboard with that guy saying stuff on it, which is... It's cool because it's the guy from that Mm -hmm. but it's not cool because it doesn't always fit what he's talking about sure well and that's the thing i feel like it's too accurate like i think it's even the voice that says complete it Mm -hmm. like and i i would have no idea because the last smash brothers game i played was on the 64 whoa you gotta come to a smash well 
<laughs> Smash Fest. <laughs> I'm so sick of the pandemic. God fucking damn it. I just want to play Smash Bros. with the boys. Mm-hmm. Have you played Mikey? Apparently he's really good. Yeah, me and Mikey used to we he used to play all the time. It was like me and Nate and Mikey and like uh oh Brent was there a lot. And I was not there. Other Brent was there a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, we we had like Smash Smash times. Uh, we've probably gotten together and played Smash Bros. like five or six times. Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Mikey is better than me, though. <laughs> yeah. I hear he's really good. And that's weird because, it's like, nobody, a lot of people who are listening to this will be like, who's Mikey? Right. Well, that's fine. Maybe you'll see him on this. Ma- he, he does tournaments and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, of tournaments and whatnot, there's... I've been getting into retro video games lately, and it's... Okay, so... Not the most recent Completionist episode, but his most recent new game... No, it's not that either, because... But... He recently did this game. Yeah, two two episodes ago, from when I'm talking about it, uh, which I thought was great timing. Um, Boop! Uh, <laughs> um, no, yeah. Uh, to, very recently, he reviewed my favorite game of all time. What is that? Uh, the Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. Ah, indeed. And I have uh, the same copy that I pre-ordered from Toys R Us back in 1999 uh, with the holographic cover because I'm a special boy. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's got. I, I like it. Um, and. Yeah, uh, I just, I, I don't know. He also said that it was his favorite Zelda game, so or his favorite 3D Zelda game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I uh, immediately was like, yeah, bro. Like, And I like 3D Zelda more than 2D Zelda personally. Um, And he does, he, he, he's the other way around. He, I think his favorite one is A Link to the Past. Okay, I'm a bigger fan of 2D, but that's only because I'm really bad at all of them, except for the first, the original Zelda. Mm, that's the hardest one, though. <laughs> it is and it isn't because of the weird, like, the weird uh, what are you, what are you, dis, distribution of in, information where m- my brother mm-hmm. has young daughters who are 10-ish, mm-hmm. and he has the Nintendo mini and he was playing it and they're like, dad, why do you know where to light this bush on fire or drop a bomb here? And he's like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I read it in Nintendo power when I was six. <laughs> no, he very much didn't. He like <laughs> knew somebody who knew somebody who read it in Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. That's man. Yeah. Oh my God. Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. 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 And I think, I, Gerard's a little older than me, um, mm-hmm. so like I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I had an NES when before my parents knew what video games were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I played Zelda one and I also fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got an N sixty four. Okay. So I skipped over Super Nintendo, but I still have that Nintendo sixty four. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've been buying games for it recently. I I rebought Ocarina of Time, which I haven't played for. I mean, I I, I that. That's the game that I have beaten the most. Wow, that's a game I've never beaten. It is just I just like it. I've I've played all the way through it over 10 times. He did make a reference that I very much identified with when he was talking about Ocarina of Time and that's um that master chest that's in the forest temple that has the key that I always forget about and that is precisely where I got stuck when I was a kid. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, well, and I got stuck as a kid, but then I watched an older kid beat it, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Oh, now I know how to do this." And then I just beat it over and over. Like I don't know. When I was a kid, I used to like watch the same movie over and over and over again. Yeah, that's how I did it was Ocarina of Time. And then somewhere along, like I think it was in college, I lost the cartridge or it broke or something. <gasps> and yeah, and so I just rebought it and I played it and I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I have an interest in replaying Ocarina of Time. I I didn't ever have Majora's Mask and I see it and I, something about it is 
It's like it looks like Ocarina of Time, but not, and I'm suspicious of you. I'm pretty sure there's terrorism in there, so I'm not going to play this game. It is a direct sequel, and also it's story and emotionally much, much more uh, complex than Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time is just like, save a princess. It's it's like a, a vehicle for great gameplay. Yeah. Uh, whereas Majora's Mask is like actually like... Great gameplay plus good story. Yeah, it's shorter. It's more compact, but they can really put a lot of emotion into each. Like literally every character in that game has a story, mm-hmm. except for the you know faceless bad guys that you squish. Huh. That's it's weird that you say that because I watched his GTA reviews yesterday, and mm-hmm. he was saying a similar thing about GTA Three and GTA Vice City that. GTA 3 has a silent protagonist, and they do a lot of things really, really well, and Vice City is a little bit smaller of a game, but it feels like they packed way more into it. Sure, sure. Because essentially they already had the house, Had the assets, they yeah. Just, they just distributed it. Right, right. Yeah. Which, I, to be honest, I've, I've never been one for, for the Grand Theft Auto games. I, I don't know. Again, probably just because I don't have a PlayStation. Okay. Never had a PlayStation. Yeah, I think they're good-ish games. I haven't played mm-hmm. one since San Andreas, which is coming probably up on 20 years ago. <laughs> sure, sure. But I enjoy them. Um, and that's... And I was thinking about like Gerard feels like a Top Gun kind of a movie... To make a, a movie analogy where it's it's not Citizen Kane, it's not The Shining, it's not A Clockwork Orange, it's not like mandatory you absolutely have to watch this. But it does provide you with really cool insights into things. Yeah. It's it's like a nice second layer of, hey, if you like this, go a little bit deeper. That, yeah, actually, that's a really, really good analogy. I I do think that um, it's, and it's also, talk, I know we kind of like were a bit bugged out by the, um, the lack of diversity or able to find his diverse content because he has very diverse content, but mm-hmm. that consistency is really good. Like when I look for a video game review and I see the completion is next to it, I know that it's, it's a review worth worth your time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, not only this content going to be enjoyable, I'm going to get some good insight into what some real pros and cons of the, whatever game I'm looking at are. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be in a way that's like hypercritical douchebag. Yeah, and that, that's, I mean, that's weird. It's kind of weird that I have watched as much content besides the having to do homework for this because I don't buy any game. I buy like maybe two or three video games a year. Sure, sure. And because I'm way out of date with my PC stuff, I can't play. I, the last game I think I bought was Super Mega Baseball 3, and it doesn't run on either of my computers. <laughs> I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah, so I paid $60 for a game that I can't play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man. Just talking about those old games, I'm still kind of like wallowing in nostalgia. Yeah, I've been thinking about getting a Dreamcast. Whoa. Um, I just watched a really great expose on Dreamcast and you'll never guess who did the video essay. Was it I don't know. Super High Patch Wolf. You talked about him before. Yeah, I'm really I I watched all I think I have seen every video he's put out on his channel now. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I somehow or another I, we had a Dreamcast growing up and their sports games were really good. The virtual tennis is like a super duper fun game, and it's a tennis game. Like nice. I've never played a Mario tennis, but I hear yeah. they're pretty good. But virtual tennis is a whole lot of fun, and we put a lot of hours into baseball. And there's a Need for Speed game on there that was really good too. Nice. Yeah, I think there's a game on there called Shenmue that sounds like it's really good. Yeah, that's Yakuza Negative Two, I think. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I I have no idea. I just, it sounds really, his whole Dreamcast expose was about the game Shenmue, but. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as I, as I understand Shenmue was a technological advancement at the time. It's not a super fun game. According to some people that I have listened to, Yeah. those people spun off, they might, there might be two Shenmue games, which is why I said. There is three now. 
Okay. Yes. So there was the two, and then they remade the fir- the third one recently. Mm-hmm. And then those people spun off and did the Yakuza series, which oh, was okay. apparently really, really good. It, I don't fully know, but I think it's like if Streets of Rage would have continued into the modern era, that's kind of what it's like a brawler, but with an actual story and good, good. Oh, neat. Yeah, so yeah. It's part fighting game, part run around, punch people in the face, and smash those together, and that's a Yakuza game. At yeah. least as far as I understand it. I feel like that's a surprising thing that more games don't do is like fighting game mechanics, but like in a actual game. Mm-hmm. That just seems silly to me. Yeah, but I I hate fighting games. I don't, but I only like playing them with other people, and I would love to play them alone but fighting a bot on a stage is super boring yeah i understand that i just i the finger movement plus button pressing combinations i my brain doesn't work that way (laughs) sure yeah 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 i don't know man i i feel like i don't have a ton more on gerard i think his content is just it's rock solid i think when it comes to good content Mm -hmm. this is like a beautiful baseline for just something that is really accessible very enjoyable i don't feel like there's wasted time in it Mm -hmm. um i the last my kind of final thought wrap-ups is if you find it if you go to his channel and you found or watched one video on one game that you're interested in and you like that you're going to like anything else that he has that you're remotely interested in because it, right. it's super consistent in the quality and in the way that the review goes about. Yes. Um, and the jokes are funny. When yeah. the, no, no, It's not like joke heavy, but, but it is entertaining. Yeah, he had a Baby Driver reference, which again is a movie I haven't seen, mm-hmm. but I got the reference and it was like, ooh, that, you did a good job there. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, so what's other stuff like this? Oh my god, so much. I feel like this has been around for 10 years and this it's a lot of people use it as a baseline like I just said. Um but everyone in his little sphere basically makes the same type of content. Mm-hmm. Uh peanut butter gamer being I mean, is a little bit more off the wall and strange, but like Chadtronic, Jaywitz, uh I know none of these people, it's, except for Peanut Butter Gamer. Right, right. Um, but yeah, like everyone in his sphere, Super Beard Bros is, again, him, but um, they're, they're just games that, or channels that do the thing. Grand uh, Pooh Bear kind of does a similar-ish thing. I mean, maybe it's, it's not all video games, so it's like, it is reviews Mm -hmm. for the most part but it is a specific style of review yeah yeah i i I, he plays with grand pooh bear who seems to be moderately blowing up a little bit because i've seen him cross over with a lot of people recently sure um well grand pooh bear is fairly new isn't he like three or four years old like uh i think he originally blew up uh, when he did his first SGDQ or AGDQ, which would have either been 2016 or 2017, I want to say. Okay, okay. Which I'm using weird logic of, I think 2014 was when it was like in some in a conference, a conference room, and then 2015 or 16 time frame is when they moved to the bigger venues and it became a little bit more professional. Okay, okay. Um. Which, I, that just happened. Um, so you can go on YouTube and watch a whole bunch of that content if oh, you're nice. interested in that. Nice. Um, I'm glad they continued it during pandemic. I suppose it's one of the easier things, too. Yeah. The, oh, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, the Escapist does three-minute game reviews, and it's it's a whole completionist episode way condensed to this is what this game is. Okay. This is pros and cons. Yeah. Uh, the stuff I'm thinking of that is similar to this is Matt McMuscles does What Happened, which is him, I've talked about this before, but it's him mm-hmm. talking about games that have had failed development, and it's very... Oh, yeah. In the similar vein, Guru Larry, which is... Oh, my God, yeah. He was that guy with the glasses startup. Yeah. Wow. I 
we should talk about him someday because I have some not hot takes, but just interesting thoughts on. I've heard somebody make fun of him recently, and I'm like, is this guy an asshole? Um, and I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe we could talk it out. Um, <laughs> Nothing like YouTube drama. Dun, yeah. Dun. Uh, summoning Assault and Easyscape. Those guys are two guys who are really, really, really into speed running. And Summoning nice. Assault in particular will do the the history, the breakdown of the history of a world record. And they're 40 minutes-ish, 30 to 40 minutes, I would say. And they're really... They're really in-depth and really well done, and he has really good audio. The music in his his videos is real good. Sweet! Um, is what I want to say. <laughs> Hell um, yeah. And yeah, I think that's that's what I have that is similar to this. And, and honestly, it's I again, it's if you like video game content, this is a great place to go and click on his... Go to Completionist's channel, click on channels, and then there's a list of channels that are kind of similar ish and, and they're people in his sphere. So it's like, if you like the completionist, you go there as person. Y- yeah. You'll find things, people that he respects and you're helping out a whole community of people, which mm-hmm. man, that's what this whole thing's about. Yeah. So next week, <laughs> woo. Yeah. What are we doing? I kind of want to talk about Braille skateboarding. Cool. Um, they're, they're, apparently they're the biggest skateboarding YouTube channel. Sweet. And Do you know anything about skateboarding? I mean, I played Tony Hawk as a kid. Shit, yeah, I played Tony Hawk too. And I've watched. So I got I was into him two, three, two or three years ago. I remember about the time I fell off, which we can talk about next week. And then for on you know how YouTube's got the little like three minute or three second video thing now. Yeah, on your phone, I was using that and. It came up, and I was like, I thought I was still subscribed to these guys. And so I went and I looked, and over when I haven't been doing my homework for this or doing whatever else I want on YouTube, I've been watching a lot of their content, and it's fairly good. And it's sweet. And there is some controversial stuff that we get to talk about. Ooh, hot tea. Yeah. Nice. And, yeah. Does that sound good to you? That sounds awesome. I can't wait. Because I'm I'm slightly afraid that you're like, skateboarding? What the? And... Man, if I could do a whole episode with you about sports ball, <laughs> skateboarding is going to be nothing. Okay. <laughs> Thank cool. you, guys. See you guys next Wednesday. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Content with Content, the podcast where Brent and I talk about content creators, Twitch streamers, podcasters, and all sorts of the new media folk. You can find us online at contentwithcontentpod.com, on Twitter at C with C Podcast, and shoot us an email at contentwithcontentpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your suggestions. Heck, tell us how much you hate us. We heart haters. Anyway, share this podcast with uh, someone you like, and if you hated it, share it with someone you don't like. That's all for now, but until next time, we will see you in the comments section. Now I feel like Lemmy. (laughs) The Ace of Spades. (laughs) Yeah.